the rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The Women's Health Protection Act goes down to defeat in the U.S. Senate with West Virginia Senator Manchin siding with Republicans. Vladimir Putin's public appearance during Moscow's victory parade fueling speculation he will step down and that his replacement is already known. The director of the National Institutes of Health admits to a subcommittee that the NIH concealed early genomic sequences of COVID-19 at the request of Chinese scientists. Drug overdose deaths largely blamed on fentanyl hit record highs last year, according to the CDC, with 77% of teenage deaths blamed on drug overdoses. A 17-year-old son of an NYPD cop shot outside his Queens High School allegedly by another student, forcing Maspeth High School into lockdown mode yesterday. A bill codifying abortion rights in the U.S. Senate went down to defeat yesterday. The vote 49-51 with moderate Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia joining Republicans in voting no. The Democratic-led Women's Health Protection Act comes as the U.S. Supreme Court is poised to overturn the 1973 decision legalizing abortion, Roe v. Wade, following a leaked draft opinion. Here's Senator Manchin. It's really the, the, the politics of Congress that's dividing the country. It's not the people. They, they're telling us what they want. And uh, it's just disappointing that uh, we're going to be voting on a piece of legislation, which I will not vote for today. The bill would have superseded most state laws concerning abortion, including those requiring notification rights to parents involving minors seeking abortions. Senate Minority Leader McConnell called the bill chilling and disturbing that 97 percent of Democrats put their names on the bill. Rumors swirling around Russian President Vladimir Putin that he may step down due to health concerns. Speculation escalated following Putin's appearance during Moscow's Victory Day parade on May 9th, marking the 75th anniversary to the end of World War II. Putin was seen sitting with a heavy blanket and appeared to limp to the podium. Ukrainian race car driver Igor Shashko shared a clip on his Twitter page that has gotten 45,000 views. It shows Putin speaking to a person believed to be Dmitry Kovalev during that event. On May 9th, and Kovalev is rumored to be Putin's replacement. Putin has cancer. He is reportedly scheduled to undergo surgery. There is also speculation that he has Parkinson's. Admissions that the U.S. health officials concealed early genomic sequences of COVID-19 at the request of Chinese scientists. National Institutes of Health Acting Director Lawrence Tabak made the statement to a House Appropriations Subcommittee Wednesday. He added that the data remains on file. Tabak told the subcommittee that the NIH eliminated from public view data from the pandemic epicenter in Wuhan, China. In the way that it was originally um, eliminated um, from public view, it was um, withdrawn. And that's the most difficult for people to, to access. The error that was made, and we found this out after a review of all of our processes, was it should have been suppressed. He said researchers can still access it from an archaic tape drive. 
In a March 31st article, Vanity Fair reported that the information was hidden in response to a request from Chinese scientists, despite potentially resolving the question of whether the virus passed naturally from animals to humans. Vanity Fair reported that evolutionary biologist Jesse Bloom discovered that early COVID-19 sequences had disappeared from a federally run data repository. When Bloom raised the issue, he was reportedly ganged up on by a group of researchers assembled by then NIH Director Francis Collins and Infectious Disease Institute head Dr. Anthony Fauci. Drug overdose deaths are at record highs. Overdose overdose deaths in 2021 topped 100,000 for the very first time. The Centers for Disease Control says illicit forms of fentanyl and other synthetic opioids are blamed for the high number of drug overdose deaths. And 77% of teen deaths are drug OD related. Here's Dr. Scott Hadland of Boston, Mass. He told CNN. We're seeing sky high rates of depression, anxiety, eating disorders have really skyrocketed as well. And that's also been reflected in what we see with youth struggling with substance use. The CDC says there were actually 107,000 drug OD deaths last year. That represents a 15% increase from the year before. The U.S. has recorded more than one million overdose deaths since 2000. Drug experts say fentanyl is up to 50 times the strength of heroin, ratcheting up the risk for illegal drug users. A 17-year-old teenage son of an NYPD police officer was shot across the street from his Queens High School yesterday. The teen was struck by gunfire in his left arm outside of a dumpling fast food place. He ran bleeding into Masbeth High School in Elmhurst. He was taken to Elmhurst Hospital. I saw him. I saw him clearly out the window to being pulled in. Police say the shooting followed a dispute with another student who tried to flee the scene. Police arrested the alleged gunman after he fled on 74th Street on a scooter. New York City Mayor Adams, during a ghost gun presser Wednesday, outraged at escalating gun violence. We've never experienced the level of total disregard and fearlessness of carrying a gun and using a gun. The injured teen is said to be recovering after suffering that gunshot wound to his arm. The shooting prompted a lockdown at Masbeth High School until the area was deemed safe by responding police officers. 77, WABC time check, 507. Let's head over to Joe Nolan with our first look at traffic and transit. Good morning, Joe. All right. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, everybody. And we'll start uh, this time on Long Island as you travel westbound Long Island Expressway, Jericho Turnpike, right into Queens Boulevard, moving at or near the speed limit. Same thing on the Southern State. Same thing on the Grand Central Parkway. As you head westbound, you're good. There are delays, though, on the eastbound LIE, getting out to Round Swamp Road where that overnight road work is. All lanes, again, remain closed as you get through there. Inbound Lincoln, Holland, George, all that overnight stuff is in the process of being picked up if it hasn't already. If you're on the New England Thruway on the southbound side. We do have some pretty big delays coming down bumper-to-bumper traffic to 287. So that would be coming off of I-95 in Connecticut and then making the transition into New York State. Very heavy and slow. And again, that because of construction. Two lanes were out of service there. Staten Island bound for Arizona, the lower level. There's roadwork, Jersey Turnpike. The outer roadway southbound is going to be shut down. That for roadwork, it also looks like uh, the southbound eastern spur of the turnpike shut down as well. And again, all of that for roadwork. Some construction out on 80, right at 280. Just be aware of that. And mass transit running pretty much on or close and alternate side. 
is in effect. I'm Joel Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy days, sprinkles are high 68, wind gusts to 20 miles per hour. We have a 30% chance of showers overnight, fog and patchy drizzle below 59. Cloudy day tomorrow, the high 64 with a 30% chance of showers midday. Right now, 58 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Pro-abortion activists picketed right in front of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco residence. Protesters labeling Pelosi and her party as complicit in the potential reversal of Roe v. Wade. That after a leaked Supreme Court draft opinion suggesting the high court is on the verge of striking that down that 1973 abortion precedent. I'm here because I care about the next generation. I'm here because this is a blatant war on women and other trans, uh, other uterus-bearing individuals. You know how you know that this is a war on women, non-binary, and other uterus-bearing individuals? Because if life begins at conception, why the hell doesn't child support? Protesters lined up behind a banner reading abortion on demand and without apology. They also carried signs with the faces of the five Republican appointed court justices who reportedly support the draft opinion with the word liar over their heads. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Wednesday directed the U.S. Marshal Service to provide additional security protections to Supreme Court justices. A nearly $1 billion tentative settlement has been reached in a class action lawsuit brought by the families of victims and survivors of last June's condominium collapse in Surfside, Florida. A total of 98 people were killed in that building collapse June 24, 2021, many injured. Attorney Harley S. Tropin announced the $997 million settlement during a hearing before Miami-Dade Circuit Court Judge Michael Hansman. We can't repair, but we can bring some measure of closure and some money back to the victims so that they can get on with their lives as best they can. Now this final settlement is still pending final approval. The settlement involves developers of an adjacent building, insurance companies, and other defendants. And Tropin said, I'm shocked by this result. I think it's fantastic. He said, this is a recovery that is far in excess of what I had anticipated. You might remember the 12-story Champlain Towers South condo partially collapsed in the early morning hours of June 24th, almost instantly destroying dozens of individual condo units and burying victims under tons of rubble. Rescuers spent weeks in an effort to find survivors. More aid in the pipeline for war-ravaged Ukraine. The House approved a $39.8 billion aid package Tuesday in a 368-57 to vote. The U.S. Senate is expected to okay the package as early as today. All lawmakers who voted against the bill were Republicans in the House. Two Democrats and three Republicans did not vote. Here is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We should all be very proud. All be proud that we had the opportunity... When Putin decided, whatever it is he decided, to be brutal and cruel and a coward, that we were there to help. U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senator John Thune, the number two guy in the U.S. Senate, told the Associated Press that they predicted passage in the U.S. Senate as early as today. 
This legislation includes $6 billion for security assistance, including training, equipment, weapons, logistical support, supplies and services for military and national security forces in Ukraine, and another $900 million for refugee support services. U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham can be heard praising Joe Biden in newly surfaced audio as police work to clear the U.S. Capitol building during the January 6th riot. The Republican senator speculated that the attack would unite Americans. We'll actually come out of this thing stronger. Moments like this reset take a while. People have calmed down. People are, I don't want to be associated with that. This is a group within a group. And what this does, it will be a rallying effect for a while where the country says we're better than this. A lawmaker from South Carolina gave an impassioned speech on the floor when Congress resumed moments later, telling his colleagues to count me out of Trump world. Since then, however, he's returned to praising former President Trump for what he did during his administration. Graham has even been spotted golfing with the ex-president at his Mar-a-Lago resort down in Florida. The newly released audio is discussed in an upcoming book by Martin and Burns, who write for The New York Times. President Donald Trump reportedly wanted to court-martial two prominent retired military officers for their perceived slights and disloyalty. That revelation is in the book A Sacred Oath by his former Defense Secretary Mark Esper. Esper alleged Trump developed a disdain for Stanley McChrystal and William H. McRaven, who in retirement criticized the president. When Trump informed Esper and General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, then that they learned of Trump's wish to see McChrystal and McRaven court-martialed, the two Pentagon leaders jumped to their defense, Esper said. Myself and others in the cabinet who successfully at times, either individually or together, were able to talk the president and others out of these ideas, uh, which, which we thought just didn't make sense and would, could end up doing more harm than good. Former President Trump has not responded to the allegations. Sanctions by the U.S. Western allies and the European Union are impacting Russia. Russia has privately admitted now that the country is facing their biggest economic collapse in three decades as a result of crippling Western sanctions. The Russian finance ministry is predicting now a 12 percent collapse in gross domestic product this year, the deepest economic contraction since 1994. The leaked forecast will put pressure on Vladimir Putin, who is facing criticism from Kremlin officials who warn of the damaging political and economic cost of his war plan. Russia's export-dependent economy is now plunging into recession as well. According to these leaked documents from the finance ministry seen by Bloomberg, their figure of a 12 percent contraction is more pessimistic than the economy ministry's prediction of an 8 percent decline this year. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellix here with a look at sports. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Signs of life from our New York hockey blue shirts as a Game 5 thriller against the Pens at the Garden last night. Saw the Rags escape elimination with a humongous 5-3 win. It looked bleak for the Rangers to start as they fell down 2 to nothing early before suddenly snapping out of it in the second frame. Snapping out of it might be an understatement as New York exploded with three goals in the span of under three minutes, capped off with a tie-breaking beauty from Jacob Truba to give the Rangers their first lead of the night at 3-2. to 
Just 10 seconds later, Pittsburgh would tie the game back up at three on a Gunsel goal, but two third-period goals, including an empty netter, allowed the Rangers to pull away for good. Momentum is something New York hasn't had much of this postseason, so we'll see how they channel it in Game 6 set for tomorrow night back in Pittsburgh. Now to the diamond where the Yankees did what they do seemingly every day and uh, won a baseball game. Glaber Torres stayed hot for the Bombers, sending a three-run homer into the right field short porch in the fourth frame and followed that up with this two-run single in the sixth to put the contest out of reach. As a base hit to center field, Rizzo scores. LeMay is being run home. Here he comes. Here's the throw. He's in there with a nice slide. And the Yankees lead 5-2. to two. That call courtesy of Michael Kay and the Yes Network. The Yanks will kick off a four-game set in Chicago against the White Sox tonight. First pitch is set for 8-10. And we'll see Luis Gill go up against Chicago's Dylan Cece. As for your other New York City baseball team, the the Mets suffered a rare loss at the hands of the Washington Nationals, falling 8-3 in D.C. They'll try and salvage these series this afternoon at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Time in the series' rubber match. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy days, some sprinkles or high 68, windy, gusts to 20 miles per hour. Overnight, a 30% chance of showers, some fog and patchy drizzle below 59. Tomorrow, cloudy day, the high 64 with a 30% chance of showers midday. Right now, 60 degrees, cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. Yet another rough day on Wall Street. Down, down, down. The Dow Jones down 326 points. The Nasdaq down 373 points. The S&P 500 down 65 points. U.S. inflation edged down to an 8.3% annual rate in April, but remained close to the fastest pace in four decades as the economy continued to face upward price pressures. The Labor Department's Consumer Price Index reading last month marked the first drop for inflation in eight months, down from 8.5% annual rate in March. The decline came primarily from a slight easing in April gasoline prices, which have since reached a new high. A federal judge on Tuesday dismissed a lawsuit challenging Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's law dissolving Disney World's Reedy Creek Improvement District. The Orlando Sentinel reported that in the complaint, three residents of Orange and Osceola counties claim that SB4C, the law that eliminates Disney's ability to operate an independent governmental entity, unconstitutionally threatens residents with higher taxes, abridges free speech rights, and violates a contractual obligation. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates said on Tuesday he's tested positive for COVID and is experiencing mild symptoms. Via Twitter, the billionaire philanthropist said he will isolate until he is again healthy. Bill Gates has been a vocal proponent for pandemic mitigation measures, specifically access to vaccines and medications for poorer countries. The Gates Foundation in October said it will spend $120 million to boost access to generic versions of drug maker Merck's antiviral COVID-19 pill for lower-income countries. I'm Frank Morano. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. And looking at futures this morning in the red, the Dow's down 169 points at 31,574. S&P's down 27 and one quarter points. The Nasdaq has dropped 136. Gold at $1,850.30, down $3.40. Crude oil down $2.61 at $103.10. 
The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The suspect arrested for allegedly shooting a New York City police officer Tuesday night during a chase was out on the streets awaiting sentencing in a gun case. Officials say 25-year-old Ramik Smith also had an extensive, extensive criminal background. New York City Mayor Eric Adams slammed a system that allowed a perpetrator with multiple arrests to acquire and carry a weapon on the streets of his city. He pled guilty in December 2021. Why wasn't he in jail? 32-year-old officer Dennis Vargas was treated and released from a hospital. Meanwhile, a suspect shot in his head during this police chase is in critical condition. During the press conference addressing the shooting, New York City Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell described Smith as a dangerous criminal who should not have been on the streets of the Bronx or anywhere else. A New York State Supreme Court judge in Steuben County on Wednesday upheld the lawmaker-drawn district maps for the state assembly, arguing there was not enough time to draw new lines before a June 28th primary. The ruling from State Supreme Court Judge Patrick McAllister is in contrast to the rejection of the maps for the U.S. House of Representatives as well as for State Senate in New York, which were found to be unconstitutional. New York Republicans have been highly critical of the redistricting attempt. Here's New York Republican Chair Nick Lamworthy. Kathy Hochul is directly responsible for the outcome of these maps. She said it herself. She admitted it in her very first interview after being sworn in as governor, that she was going to use her power to gerrymander districts to ensure that Joe Biden has the votes for his disastrous agenda. A court-appointed expert has been tasked with redrawing the congressional and state Senate maps by May 20th. Primaries for those elections have been, in fact, moved from June 28th to August 23rd. Albany Democrats plan to pass legislation before they adjourn June 2nd that would strip former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of his approximately $16 million campaign war chest before he could mount a much-rumored comeback bid. Now, if passed, this legislation would apply to any elected official who has been convicted of crimes, impeached or resigned following a finding by the state attorney general or the state legislature of legal violations, according to the legislative language. Cuomo has tapped his existing campaign account to air TV ads defending his legitimacy in recent months. Cuomo, you'll remember, resigned after several scandals, including a report by the New York State Attorney General that he allegedly sexually harassed 11 women and an assembly impeachment investigation. Well, January filing with the State Board of Elections showed Cuomo with over $16.4 million in his campaign cash still on hand. New CDC data, the Centers for Disease Control finds that three out of four COVID-19 cases in New York State are the fifth COVID-19 subvariant BA2 12.1. Health officials say BA2 12.1 is 25% more transmissible than BA2. New York City Health Commissioner Dr. Ashwin Vasan on GMA back in March. The BA2 subvariant of Omicron is here. It's making up the majority of cases, and we can see it travels faster than previous variants, previous the, the original Omicron variant. The latest variant expected to be dominate, dominant in the United States by the end of this month. The CDC says there is no evidence that the new variant is causing more severe illness than previous strains. However, there is evidence of the heightened transmissibility. 
A press conference at police headquarters yesterday in New York City, one police plaza, New York City's mayor and police commissioner, demanded the federal government revoke the business license of a prominent gun manufacturer that they blame for the increase of ghost guns in New York City. On the street, this is called the Polymer Pipeline, as in the company Polymer 80 that sells untraceable, ready-to-assemble gun parts online. Now, their website says they don't ship to New York City, but according to the NYPD and ATF, 90% of these ghost guns taken off of New York City streets are from Polymer 80. The number of shootings that we are responding to every night is despicable. But everyone is looking at the attention that what we're doing to stop fair evasions where people are carrying guns, to stop people who are discharging weapons on our streets with no regard for the innocent people of this borough and of this city. New York City Mayor Eric Adams there. NYPD stats show a 38% drop in homicides, a 29.1% decrease in shooting incidents this April compared to last year. However, there was an increase of 64.6% in arrests for illegal firearms from last year. And so far this year, officers have recovered 153 ghost guns. In 2021, the NYPD seized 275 ghost guns in total. Investigators say Polymer 80 pistol kits sell for $350 to $400 online and are resold on the streets for $1,000 to $1,500. All predictions, the diesel crisis may worsen. 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis told Bloomberg that the diesel crisis in the U.S. may get worse this summer with the potential of shortages and rationing on the East Coast. East Coast stockpiles of the fuel have fallen to the lowest in data going back to 1990, and national inventories stand at their lowest level in 17 years. Katz on Fox Business in November said this. The uh, American oil industry, it's actually an attack on the American people. What happens? The price of food goes up, and the price of uh, clothing, the price of gasoline, the price of everything is going up. Fuel markets have been in disarray since growing bans against Russian products restricted one of Europe's main suppliers of energy. Katz also predicted that drivers will pay gasoline prices ever paid for Memorial Day with travelers, the number of travelers surpassing numbers seen last year. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Here's part three, our final part of our interview with a former Delaware computer shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, who took in Hunter Biden's famous laptop. Now in December, John Paul, you hand over December 2019, you hand over the laptop's hard drive to the FBI. What was their response and what did your life become like then? Well, they finally took the laptop in the December, uh, December 9th of 2019. Uh, my father, because of my fears for retaliation and, and being, you know, losing my business and being forced from my home, uh, my fears caused me to approach my father, who's a 31-year career colonel in the Air Force, uh, to approach the FBI in Albuquerque. And when he did, the FBI basically slammed the door in his face, told him to lawyer up and don't speak of this again. So we didn't know what to do. About a month later, the FBI reached out to my father to get a hold of me. And when they did, they came to my house. I presented them again with the opportunity to take everything, and they refused. I voiced my concerns, and basically all I wanted was some level of protection and to get this thing out of my shop. I was convinced that this was going to end my life, and I was just wanted nothing to do with it. And they still 
were apprehensive, but then they showed up at my shop on December 9th with a subpoena and they took everything. I then assisted them in accessing the drive over the following week, and then they checked on me a couple more times just to see if anybody's been in the collective. That was the last I heard of the FBI. But it wasn't before they told me that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. So I, I just figured at that point, and then especially after seeing the impeachment trial go down without any mention of the contents of the laptop being submitted as evidence, I knew right then and there that the FBI had absolutely no intention of protecting me. And more, and, uh, their agenda was more in line with protecting the laptop and the people that had previously owned it. So let's fast forward to 2020, the presidential election uh, year. Eight months later, you alert then-President Donald Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who gave a copy of the hard drive to the New York Post, who broke the story in October 2020, three weeks before the presidential election. Now, what happened then uh, among people like Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff, who was at the time the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, and 51 other former intelligence officials? They call the laptop what? Russian? Well, initially, I think I think Twitter made the first move, and at that time, it was for me the most devastating because they they blocked the the spread of the story. They blocked the New York Post Twitter account for two weeks. Uh, they basically put an iron curtain around any talk or discussion, and they labeled their reasoning as this was based on hacked material, and that implied that I was a hacker. It wasn't long after that Adam Schiff came on uh, CNN and informed their viewers that this was all coming from the Kremlin. So pretty much right out of the gate with a collaborative and effort to march to the same beat, everybody came down with the same uh, story that this was Russian interference and this was hacked material. And, and from that point on, I was destroyed. And you end up closing your shop in, what, December of 2020? Uh, I actually tried to hang on for a couple of weeks. I closed the shop right before the election, and then I fled the state uh, a couple of days after on November 5th. And you can hear the absolute entire interview with John Paul Mac Isaac on our website, WABCRadio.com. We're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program right here on 77 WABC, the best morning show in the Big Apple and uh, Monica Crowley guesting with Bernie and Sid today, that interview at approximately 7.40. She, of course, the, uh, was the Assistant Secretary for Public Affairs for the U.S. Department of Treasury, and she also has been a political commentator and lobbyist and a Fox News contributor. So Monica Crowley with Bernie and Sid at 7.40 this morning, and Bill O'Reilly with 8.40 on Bernie and Sid. No spin news weeknight starting at 6 p.m., and uh, Bill's column as well, you may have read, don't know much about history. Of course, Bill, always very informative and entertaining. 940, you can take part in the Peeler Spoilers Beat Burning Contest, 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, also sponsored by Peerless Spoilers, 825, Lydia Reports, and 30 past each hour, the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid. And please be back with us tomorrow morning at 5 for the 77 WABC Early News. Have a great day.